absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Tuesday morning. Max, do you know where the Cowboys offense was? I, I was almost just going to say, you know, I, I'm a stickler for going in order on this show. I was almost going to say Rich should just have the, f- the first words here because I'm, I'm sure he's got some choice choice things to say about that Dallas team. I, I, I said it yesterday when I bet on Dallas. I can't believe the words were coming out of my mouth. And, and man, they, they disappointed me like they have been disappointing Cowboys fans all season. So I can only imagine what it's like to be a Cowboys fan right now. No joke. What's going on, Panther? Uh, yeah, two big rushing games last night. Kenyon Drake finally looked like the franchise running back that they wanted for Arizona. Um, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire finally put together, maybe they decided they are going to use him with Le'Veon Bell coming in, or maybe that's just his going away presence as Bell takes over. I don't know. But um, I'm with Max. I, thought, I don't know if I could bet the Cowboys again. You're at home. Um, Andy Dalton – you got to throw the ball 54 times because Zeke is a turnover machine. Four turnovers for the Cowboys on top of the fact that their defense still sucks. Like, I, I hate the Cowboys. I'm never again. <laughs> What's going on, Richard? Yeah, I hate the Cowboys, too. <laughs> they haven't been relevant, relevant since, uh, what, Barry Switzer, right? <laughs> and that's saying something when people don't even know who the hell Barry Switzer is. I mean, I don't even understand the, what the game plan is. You're going to come out and give the ball to D- Zeke four times, pass it to him four times. I mean, they had run their first eight, nine plays, all went to Zeke, and he he gave up the ball twice. I'm not a big fan of paying all running backs all that money. Mm-hmm. I think uh, – I don't know. They're a disaster. If you would have told me before the game that, that – uh, the quarterback Kyle Murray is going to complete nine passes that DeAndre Hopkins with a little bit more than a quarter to go is only going to have one catch for 13 yards. I would have told you it's going to be a Cowboys blowout, but it was the other way around. And I, I you know, minus one long run and one long pass, there really wasn't a lot that the Arizona offense did either. And I said that, you know, in yesterday's show, hell, if the Jets can score 10 points against them, the Cowboys should be able to score at least 20. Well, I don't know. Maybe the Cowboys couldn't beat the Jets right about now. It'd be a shootout. It's crazy to me because if you think about it, they could be 0-6. You come into the season, you're expecting good things. They should be 0-6 and in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Even they, They've even screwed that up. Well, Jerry's loyal. He would, he would, he'd stick with Dak. They're going to sign him. They're going to spend a gazillion dollars on him to make the franchise guy. And more games like this – from that offense is going to get Dak paid. But I mean, it, I, I, I guess there's something to say about loyalty, but it hasn't gotten you a Super Bowl. Whereas Bill Belichick is the most disloyal person out there and he's won some Super Bowls. I think it's got to get to the point where if he wants to win a Super Bowl, he's, he's, you know, he's got to just say, I got to do what's best for this team, or he's got to step away and have someone else running the team that will make those tough decisions. Well, I think the best decision they can make is Nick Zeke. Nix Zeke, get rid of him. Nix him. Get rid of him. Get rid of Zeke. Yeah. Well, he's, he, you can you can put uh, you can put the two turnovers on Zeke last night, but the score dictated he only got twelve carries. And look, it, that Dallas defense continues to be just the most ridiculous thing called a professional defense. And then they're making the Falcons and the Vikings start to look good. This, this is too consistent that they're this bad. 
if you bog down your salary cap with a running back, mm-hmm. that's it puts you in a, a serious disadvantage in the NFL. I think that's that's the point, right? And I think this is something I said uh, earlier in the year. Is I mean, Dallas's offensive line is not as good as it used to be, mm-hmm. and so now we're going to really see what Zeke is made out of. Be, because they, they've done it before where, where they've had running backs behind an awesome offensive line just absolutely shine, and then that running back goes to Philadelphia and disappears. I don't know if you guys remember Murray. Yeah, right? I remember him. All right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's not the problem about Zeke's ability. I think he's okay running back-wise, but it's just that he's not a bell cow. He's now an anchor because of his salary. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. It's so tough. It's so tough. You you invest resources elsewhere, <laughs> and that makes whatever running back you have look better. You don't invest in the running back because he needs so much help to look good. All right. Anybody want to touch the uh, Kansas City game? Because you know, it was an interesting one. A little atypical for Andy Reid, Max. I yeah, it was. I think it it turned into what we expected in the end. I, I yeah. you and I were were messaging about this too. Is I'm I'm completely fine with with a team like the Chiefs or a coach like Andy Reid doing the old rope a dope, right? Starting off controlling the clock in the first quarter, but then just turning it on and just not relenting offensively. He didn't quite do that yesterday. Uh, part of it was the fact is that that Hilaire did get so many touches and, and was doing well, pro- probably in his last hurrah. I have seen reports that uh, Hilaire will still be the primary back and that uh, Bell is going to compliment him, quote unquote. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, to, to me, uh, you know, Reed got the win. It did not look like the Chiefs out there, though, for it some was reason. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Panther, what do you think about that game? Well, my big takeaway was, um, you know, one of the things we keep talking about in the NFL is really nobody's ability to play defense, whether it's the rule changes, whether it's everything's focused on offenses. Um, one of the things that we made note of yesterday was the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I want to say inability, but they're a little bit Swiss cheese on the defensive side on stopping the run. And they did a phenomenal job of shutting down the Buffalo run attack. Now, now mind you, Singletary and Moss aren't future Hall of Famers or anything, but the lead rusher was still Josh Allen with 42 yards. Um, So my my big takeaway is Kansas City is going to do what they always do on offense. They have so many weapons. Um, and Mahomes is so good. But if that defense is going to be able to shut down what we consider one of the better AFC offenses, then um, they're, they're still the team to beat. And, you know, Mahomes was efficient, 21 of 26. He didn't have to have a big, flashy 400-yard game. This is what I think they hope to get from Edwards Hilaire in, in the production when they drafted him. And, you know, they continue to spread the ball around with, like, nine different guys touching the ball. So, um yeah, I, I thought it was a very efficient game from Kansas City and Buffalo. Uh, I think they need a running back. I'm not. I'm not sold on Singletary and Moss combined. Yeah, they were in the Bell sweepstakes, right? They were one of the teams that they said he might go to. They should have maybe gotten them. I'm not so sure if I'm Andy Reid. If um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the starting running back and he's getting the lion's share of the carries with a basically prove it deal for Le'Veon Bell that I wouldn't necessarily want Le'Veon Bell in my locker room. I don't know that how that's going to play out for them. 
But Kansas City is absolutely still the team to beat. You know, it's quarterback league. They probably have the best quarterback, I'd say. And they have a defense that's at least able to keep the team in front of them to score less points than their team and allow their team to play their game where they get out in front and then put pressure on you. So Kansas City is definitely the team to beat right now. We, we say that, uh, and and I don't disagree. And I know we're going to get to the, the NFL early lines in a bit. We might not touch upon this game, but we got two undefeated teams about to match up, and they're both AFC, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. And I'm starting to really become a believer in Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee mm. Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, I sent a, an article over to Arch yesterday about just how crafty and how smart Vrabel is and how much he's learned from Belichick. And just uh, it's scary when, when you got like Belichick, you know, his little mini me running a team that has uh, a really, really great running back, some, some you know, solid pieces on offensive line and defensive. And then, you know, a quarterback that, you know, Adam Gase couldn't quite ruin. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think t- uh, Kansas City is definitely the, the team to beat. This matchup, though, between the Steelers and the Titans, I think becomes who is the next team in line in the in the AFC. That's the game of the weekend, by the way, probably. Oh, God, yeah. This, this, yeah. this should be this should be Sunday night or Monday night football for sure. But, um, yeah, I. Same, you know, with the Titans, the Brian Tannehill is on pace for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. It, it makes you like Jeff Fisher just seems so long ago with this, this Titan offense, um, putting up these points. But, uh, like Max said, man, the Steelers, they're so good on both sides of the ball. Um, they haven't dealt with any real injuries. So I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, that'll be a good one. All right. We have a World Series to talk about, gentlemen. Game one, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles. Glasnow versus Kershaw. The Dodgers opened up minus 168 or thereabouts. They're minus 172, Max. Yeah, this is odd baseball season is about to come to a close. Uh, champions either going to be a Dodgers team that has just been good for so damn long but has never been able to seem to get over that hump to win a World Series, and then you got that small payroll raise. Always seem to be better than they should be. I think for Tampa, uh, you know, all these years has been on their pitching, their their bullpen, and now they have a couple of bats in there to help them score. and And they're going to need to score because uh, with, with LA, if they turn things on, then you're going to have to keep up with them. Uh, I don't think any team really can keep pace with them you know, in, in a long series. So that's something that Tampa has to worry about. Just, just ask the Braves on that one. <laughs> you know, the Braves, Braves have dead to rights mm. and the Dodgers bats woke up there. Um, but for Tampa, man, I mean, they have not had an easy like path to the world series. They had to play the Yankees offense. They had to play the Astros offense. So to me, if you get past those two and, and then you got the Dodgers and waiting, it's it's I don't think they're gonna shrink down. I don't think they're gonna be worried about that task. And just in general, uh, this Tampa team is is fun for me to bet on. Uh you're always catching these these plus lines for a team that is better than their competition. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking at them again tonight. The values on Tampa. I think with Kershaw starting game one, it was exactly what Panther said. Exactly how Panther called it. Rip the Band-Aid off. Throw Kershaw out in game one. Less pressure on him. Uh, 
but Tyler Glass now, he's, I think he's going to step up. I think that, that uh, the bright lights of the World Series for at least game one, possibly a couple of games, it's going to be too much for the Dodgers to handle. And I think this is a, a game that Tampa can absolutely win. And the money's there for me. So I, I'll bet the Rays. Value's definitely on the Rays, but uh, Glass now and Snell have been gotten to um, in, in, in like the first couple series. They've gone through murderer's row to get where they're at, and it just gets worse for them. My big thing, I think, is like I talked about yesterday is Kershaw, and they're not really being any pressure. Like if they win this game, yay. If they lose this game, not a big deal. Now you've got Kershaw kind of like out of the way, um, which just seems so weird to, to think that you've got this guy that's going to go into the Hall of Fame and you're throwing him game one just to kind of really get him out of the way. There, there, you don't need him pitching in a pressure situation. I think this does take a lot of pressure off of Kershaw. Um, he's got the sticks behind him to back him up. I'm anticipating this thing getting to six or seven games, but I think the Dodgers will take it right here. So I know it's a little chalk. It's probably a lot of chalk, but I'm going to eat it because I think the Dodgers are going to win. I'm going to bet the Dodgers. I'm not so sure that Clayton Kershaw does not feel the pressure in game one. In his career, I think he's pitched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten game ones. He's pitched 56 innings and given up 37 runs. Um, He's not pitched well in game ones. Glasnow has not pitched that well at all in the playoffs. He's had pretty much one good outing, maybe two. The rest he's been gotten to. I think the value is definitely on Tampa Bay. Um, I think both teams are going to score runs. I think the best value might be taken over seven and a half runs. They they might be through seven and a half runs by the time they get out of the fourth inning. So that's kind of what I'm looking at betting the over. Okay. Um, yeah, the value for me is Tampa Bay, 100%. You, you got to pull the trigger, Tampa Bay, plus 158. I fear Panthers probably right though. I, I do think the Dodgers might might take this first game. Uh, Rich alluded to the total in this one is seven and a half, and it looks like yeah, it looks like most people are kind of shading the under definitely because it's down from eight. Max, you got a feel? Uh, I I kind of like the under. I, I I like the under better at eight. <laughs> the seven and a half is is a little. A little too uh, close for comfort there, but um, I, I four to three. Like I, I think uh, Tampa ekes out a win today. I actually kind of agree with Rich here. I I don't think this series, as good as the pitching is on both teams, I think this is going to be a batter's duel. There's going to be a lot of runs scored on both sides, and um, it's going to take. I think it's going to take about five runs to win each one of these games. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at the over here over. All right. Whew, this is tough. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to anticipate they come out a little tight, both teams game one world series. I'm going to shade the under ever so slightly. Maybe I can take a rich push. Maybe that's what it should be. That's seven and a half. Good yeah. Luck. Yeah. Well, it's just as plausible. Rich, come on now. Uh, <laughs> probably is. <laughs> All right. That's it for that. Oh, boy. This is going to be an exciting early NFL lines. Max, we're already looking Thursday at something that smells to high heavens. I know, man. And and this, this is one of the ones where I'm, I'm just – I'm looking at my numbers 
And I'm saying, how does Philadelphia not win this one by at least a touchdown? And you see the, the, the line keeps getting better for them. I know they have some injuries. They're dealing with some. Uh, I know Ertz is going to be out for a while. They're they're dealing with a lot of injuries on this team. Same as last year, right? This is the Philadelphia team. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy insane maybe even a little mad if you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home bet the non-stop action of march madness with my bookie enter bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes of up to twenty-five thousand big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets props and odds boosts whatever your style my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. But you got to expect they got to start their run, maybe their jog or brisk walk into the playoffs right now, right? I mean, we keep saying that about Philadelphia every year. It's like, now's the time for them to turn it around. I'm just not so sure. I think this could be the Giants' time for them to possibly take a stranglehold on the East by winning their second game. Um, The early betting, just so you know, has the public all over Philadelphia. But the Sharps are coming in on the Giants is probably why you're seeing this line shift like this. Uh, I've been saying it, man. The Giants have been playing better for the last few weeks. And if you if you, uh, you know, basically say that the first four weeks could be preseason, that offensive line is starting to resemble an offensive line. And now Devontae Freeman is doing things that Saquon Barkley couldn't do in the first couple weeks. So this is a dangerous game. Um, my numbers say to back Philly, but I don't think I can at all. It, it, it does look like the Giants are starting to play better. I, I don't believe they're in any Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Daniel Jones um, was 12 of 19 against the Potato Skins, um, which is you know efficient. You only have to throw the ball 19 times to win a game. But he also, nobody talks about this, but he runs almost every single game. He runs. He was the leading rusher for 74 yards in that game um, with Freeman coming in at 61. And they're starting to get healthier. They've got Golden Tate back. Um, Deion Lewis can catch out of the backfield. Uh, he Not so much last game, but that's kind of his forte, if you will. Um, so my thing is that line movement just makes it so – or how do you take the Eagles? I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm, I probably will take the Giants when we get around to Thursday. But if it gets down to three, then because it's going to be a close game. The Eagles aren't blowing anybody out. They're not, and they don't lose too dramatically bad. So if it gets down to three, I probably will have to take Philadelphia. But right now, I'm going to lean the Giants. Yeah. 
The Eagles are supposed to get kind of healthy. They're supposed to possibly get the Alshon Jeffrey back. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's supposed to play. Maybe Dallas Goddard will return. And then, uh, but the big loss obviously is Miles Sanders. He's been their best player um, to date. And him being gone, so they're going to put the little guy in there, Scott. I don't know who else they're going to put in there as running back. And I don't know. If they get healthy, I think the Eagles will be okay. They have a solid defense. The defense hasn't been that bad. They almost, without Miles Sanders, caught a much better Baltimore team than the Giants are. So I I don't know. I think the Eagles probably win that game. Yeah. At the start, you know, at that five and a half, just putting the number in, I would have been jumping all over the Eagles. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, they got this by touchdown. And now that the line shift has occurred, it's got me worried. What I'm hoping to see before Thursday is I'm hoping to see a little bit of rebound. Boy, it's at four or three and a half for the Eagles. If it can get up to like, you know, closer to back up to five again, if some some late money comes in and pushes it back up, I'd feel a lot better. But uh, I would refrain from this one until I... (laughs) until we see some you know some line shift that you know helps me out max what else was jumping out at you on these early lines anything yeah there's two more games i want to talk about but real quick i just noticed that uh you know i pull up sbr same as you do and but i have the new jersey version of sbr apparently yeah uh, and and the lines are slightly different from what you see Mm -hmm. so um, i'm always i'm always like half a point off in, in in a lot of these games so um uh, the one I do want to look at, let's see if it, if it's the same, is the Packers game. Uh, where's that one? Three and a half? Uh, I, I had a three. But still, let's just talk about it anyway. Uh, I think Green Bay should bounce back this week. I think they, they should just kind of shake that off of what Tampa did to them. I don't love them as road favorites. Uh, and, I mean, Houston has been a lot more competitive. But, I mean... Am I going to be an idiot and do it again and back the Packers right now? Early line says I probably should. I should probably back the Packers here as a rebound game. I don't think that they're going to shit the bed twice in a row. Right. Right. (laughs) Panther. Right. Uh, I don't think they're going to shit the bed, but that does not necessarily mean they're going to win. (laughs) Um, You know, Houston, they, they actually almost snatched that victory there against Tennessee. I was on the Texans that game. Deshaun Watson is on pace for over 5,500 yards. Um, I mean, the, the guy's got his weapons back. Brandon Cooks has had two back-to-back good games. Will Fuller, is they don't miss DeAndre Hopkins. What they do miss is having a legit running back, and they really haven't had one for, for a long time. Um, but I think this will be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be a close game. So if it stays at three and a half, I'm kind of, I like Green Bay to win, but I think Houston might be able to cover that. I don't know. I have Green Bay right now as a take. So I think they're probably going to win that game, win that game going away. Aaron Rodgers had another one of his like R-E-L-A-X moments on the radio yesterday. And last time he did that, uh, they responded pretty sharply. So I think Green Bay bounces back. Yeah. Aaron Jones is not going to run for 15 yards against Houston. They're going to be able to you know, do the kind of offense that they're normally used to doing. And they'll control this game and get um, – Houston in a pass-only mode and and dominate the game in, at the end. Looking at the pinnacle, too, the pinnacle lines, that minus 108, it could shift to three. could shift to three flat if that if that holds true. So, yeah, I, I, I'm tempted. That's what I was seeing in, 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 yeah. in Jersey right yeah. now. Like okay. That's where we're getting in Jersey is three. Okay, so, yeah, if you can catch a three, it's 100%, you know, double fist in, give me the Packers. 
three and a half. I, I probably still would bet them, the Packers. But yeah, I really would like that without a hook. All right, what other game jumped out of you? The the other one, and, and it's, it's it's this terrible two and a half line. You got it. You're right there. Yeah. San Francisco, New England. Can New England lose two games in a row at home? I'm starting to think yes. I'm starting to think you're giving me two and a half points to San Francisco. I think they can outright win this game. So, yeah, I'm going to take the two and a half for San Francisco. If New England wins this one, it's, it's you know, maybe they win with the, the game-winning field goal by one. But I'm not high up on this New England team right now. San Francisco seems to play better on the road than they do at home. So uh, I like the 49ers. <laughs> but but I will say this before Panther goes, Brian Flores was able to shut down Jimmy G. What 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 is Bill gonna do to Jimmy G? <laughs> oh look, the Broncos went in there and scored 18 points. If, if we'd have done our pre-show and said, hey, the Broncos are gonna score 18 points, I'm taking the Patriots. I took the Patriots anyway. And uh, Belichick's gotta do something with that offense. I don't know if he's I don't know what he's doing with his running back situation. Harris barely touched the ball. Um, it's like they don't want to run the ball sometimes, and they don't want to throw the ball. I, I don't know what the hell he's doing um, with that running game, with Harris, with White, um, just all those guys. They got just two minutes of revolving door with running backs. So maybe just get rid of all of them, just let Cam Newton run. But the way they played against the Broncos and the way the 49ers played, um, against the Rams, uh, I'm inclined to agree. Not only San Francisco, but possibly a money line play. If Mostert didn't get hurt, the line would probably even be bigger mm. because they're not quite sure who's going to play running back. They're going to have some guy that was on the practice squad, uh, most likely leading them in carries against the Patriots. I think it's really a reflection of what um, they're talking about on offense. I don't know who the – Patriots are. How do you define them offensively? I know it's Cam Newton runs the ball a little bit, but after that, it, it ends. So I think San Francisco probably goes in there, wins that game outright, and uh, it looks like a money line play to me as well. Yeah, I, 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 my numbers say the same thing right now. Um, I haven't run the full stats yet, but it does look like it's going to be a San Francisco win according to the these early numbers we're getting. Who boy? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what you do, Bill. Listen to me. Listen to me, Bill. Cam at running back, Stidham as quarterback. Nobody will know what to do. That's your path to the Super Bowl right there. Two quarterbacks in the backfield at the same time. Been banging that drum for a long time. That's the next, that's the next evolution of the NFL right there. Not being sure really who the quarterback is. Yeah, you've been banging that drum for a while. Yes, I have. And you, you finally saw it, right? Didn't you finally see it in yes. college football? Yeah. It, it happened in college football. Yep, it's coming. Yeah, I would expect that it would start in college football first and see how it plays out there. That's kind of like the uh, playground of let's see what happens, and then if it works, bring it into the NFL. Yeah, and then they do it for two years and then forget all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Max, no other lines jumped out at you? You don't want a piece of, like, uh, you don't want a piece of um, Kansas City minus 10 and a half on the road? Uh, I have them winning... By nineteen, no, I have them winning by ten. So oh, okay. that's, a, that's a close one for me. Uh, I have I have Buffalo winning by sixteen. So Ooh. in theory, that should be a play on 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 Buffalo over the Jets. I kind of like Vegas 
uh, taking it to Tampa. I, 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 don't, I, can't, I can't tell you why, but Vegas at home getting two and a half. I, I kind of think that like everyone's going to be high up on Tampa and those bets are going to come in on Tampa and Vegas is going to do what they did to the Chiefs. Um, maybe not, but uh, I'm kind of leaning Vegas there too uh, at home with two and a half. Um, yeah, th- th- those are the main ones I saw okay. right now that, that I kind of liked. Panther, did any of these other lines jump out of you? Is something you want to jump on? I'm trying to decide if, it, if this line feels off or if they're if they're on point. But the the battle of Ohio with the Browns minus three and a half. Um, do, do we not? Does they not believe in Cleveland anymore? Is it overreaction or is it kind of my take where the Bengals play everybody close? So three and a half I, I, at home, Cincinnati three and a half. Am I am I crazy? No, actually, actually, my numbers say Cleveland minus four. So I think this is a closer. I, th- I think I think Vegas has this spot on. Uh, I think Cincinnati has been playing good teams close. I think Cincinnati at home and uh, just you know a divisional game, and there might be some overreaction to uh, Baker Mayfield, maybe. But I honestly do think, all things being considered, on the season, these teams match up within three and a half, four points. I have the game at seven, the Browns winning. The Browns beat bad teams. Joe Burrow's a great player. Cincinnati's still a bad team. I think the Browns will go in there, take care of business, and uh, respond and, and win that game. Yeah, they should have won the first one, too, the first matchup. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Cleveland's probably the play. And yeah, we'll see how that line shifts. It looks like it might, might be three even. We'll see because Pinnacle's got it at minus 120. Yeah, a lot of books shifting down. Yeah, I have them at three and mm. on DraftKings. Yeah, so I, yeah, that three seems like it's probably where it's going to be. I'll take the Browns in a field goal if that's where it is. All right, feels like that play. The Chargers minus eight quickly does that seem seems pretty aggressive, doesn't it? No, I have the Chargers winning by 10. <laughs> Okay. There you go. I have I have the Chargers winning by a lot. I, this this Jacksonville team, I think, after last week, has just said, "Yeah, we're not playing football for the rest of the season." Yeah, just I, I'm looking at it. You know, the Chargers lost five in a row. They had that opening win. The Bengals. I get it. Justin Herbert's played really well, um, but they're zero and two at home. And man, just eight point I, I think the chargers win the eight just seems kind of like a big number to me it was 10 to open <laughs> wow yeah the the, uh, the the sharps the sharps are all over the chargers here the public's actually surprisingly the early betting public is on jacksonville taking those points but but the sharps have just said yeah we, we, i could see this line getting even worse for the chargers he's saying it's opened at 10 i can't yep. believe that it's gotten better yeah something to watch there yep rich you got thoughts on that one no, I have that game about a seven-point game, just a yeah. slight lean for Jacksonville. It's probably going to be one of those games that's up and down the field. The Chargers can't seem to stop people from scoring, neither can Jacksonville. So probably looking at the total on that one when we get to closer to game day. Yeah. All right. So recapping the NFL, looking ahead in the NFL and the World Series. Covered a little bit of everything today, but Max, that is it. That is it. I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Wednesday. So I guess game two. Series game two, and I guess uh, these two guys talk fantasy. Maybe fantasy. I don't know. But that is it. You can support degeneracy 
by buying our t-shirts at the DGen shop. The DGen shop, you can get that link over at absolutedegeneracy.com or on the app, the DGen's app for Android or iOS. You can let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast, Addict, TuneIn, Podsale, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich Final Words. Yes, and you want to make sure that you do come to the site because you never know what you're going to find there. <laughs> With um, baseball coming to a close, hockey and basketball on break probably until the you know, 2021, uh, you might actually find a soccer pick on there from time to time. We gave you one yesterday at uh, plus 245, and I don't know what the world's coming to as a Cowboys fan when I'm thinking about turning off the Cowboys game to go watch a soccer game because I have money on it. 2020 is really weird. Uh, in any case, make sure you tell your friends about us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That helps us grow, and that's kind of where we want to go. Panther, uh, you're probably going somewhere today, so wherever you're going, take us home. Uh, I've had plenty of time at home, screwing around with the bathroom and all kinds of stuff. So time to go back to work, betting games and driving truck. But these guys left me on an island yesterday panned out pretty good with those Chiefs. Looks like they're going to leave me on an island of gay with the Dodgers. So let me know what you guys did yesterday. Maybe you'll go, somebody will come visit me like a Wilson volleyball on my island and, and bet the Dodgers with me. But let me know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.